0: Telly, Aguero! I swear you'll never see anything like this ever again. Lewandowski goes through again. He just can't do it. You just cannot be that good. That is an amazing goal.
1: I think he scored a goal every time he's had a shot. What's going on guys? Welcome back to another European edition of the 50 plus one football podcast, your home for all things Premier League, Bundesliga and Champions League. I'm Billy and with me is a man who has now stopped crying since last night's defeat. It's Lewis.
0: You, you had to rub that in, didn't you? I had to. It's all good. At least we don't play Thursdays.
1: That cut deep.
0: You, you you went there first. You went there first. Just That's all, that's all I'm going to say. But yes, as Billy just alluded, we will be looking at Bayern's shock defeat to PSG. Then also switch over to Real Madrid, getting a couple more goals than we thought they would against Liverpool, a howler of a decision by the referee in the Dortmund-Man City game, and of course, what we all expected in Chelsea v. Porto. But which match do you want to start off first with, uh, Bill? Because I'm not going to lie, but I'm really in the mood to bash the referee from uh, Dortmund against City. Not going to lie.
1: Okay, well, we'll start with Tuesday then. We'll start with the Man City-Dortmund game.
0: Yeah, well, we like a little chronological order, don't we, at AT Sports?
1: We do. And this is something that's bugged me since Tuesday.
0: Actually, though, I... We're, we're just, we don't even care about the scoreline at this point because Dortmund were robbed. That should have been 2 2. That game should have finished two two, 2 2. 100%. Because uh, Ederson just doesn't get to the ball quick enough. Jude Bellingham is that much faster to the point where Ederson at some point just miss, misses the ball and just hits the underside of Jude Bellingham's foot. It is not a foul. And then that absolute knobhead of a referee. Blows the whistle before he puts the ball in the net so it can't be looked at by VAR. It's almost as if he was bribed.
1: Oh, well. I mean, do we want to go that far? It was a howler, an absolute shocker, that ref. But I think bribery is probably a, a step too far. I mean, Edison sells it and the referee falls for it hook, line, and sinker when he. Jumps up, grabs his feet, and it's like ah, oh, he's like broken my feet. He's robbed I mean, of a perfectly good goal.
0: Oh, unbelievable! I mean, his reaction is just it. It says it all. And then he put, his Instagram just made it. He photoshops his own head onto Didier Drogba's body after when Didier Drogba goes and looks into the camera after the Barcelona v uh, Chelsea quarterfinal of two thousand nine. And he goes and it's him going, it's a disgrace. And he Bellingham just photoshops his head onto his body. Uh you gotta love the, the footballers that are coming through now because they're all social media savvy, like they've grown up with it. So they'll they'll hop on the meme train like instantly.
1: Yeah, it's not like Roy Keane, who it looks like his wife does his Instagram. <laughs> uh, he, he, he found a picture and we'll we'll share this on our Insta. He found a shirt. I think it might have been. It's either well, um, it's either Italian ninety
0: hmm.
1: or the tournament before in eighty eight. Of a, like, it's a really nice looking Arsenal shirt. But he stood. He looks like a kid on his first day of school. <laughs> it looks like. Class. It's just not what Instagrams for, is it? Jesus. But going but, back to the game. Yeah. Yeah. I said to a couple of the city fans that I know that it would be like four, three, four-nil.
0: Yeah. Dortmund (laughs) are
1: sus. They can't defend properly. But they actually played really well. And that goal that Marco Royce scored was insane.
0: Oh, it was a beautiful passage of play and something that I don't think a lot of teams have been able to do against City. And I'm even talking, you know, top six teams in the Premier League.
1: Well, I mean, Luke Shaw did it, but...
0: Yeah, okay. I said some top teams in the Premier top six teams in the Premier League. By them, I meant Liverpool, for instance.
1: It was a good response to going behind. And then, yeah. arguably the best player on the pitch. It's just a joy to watch him play football, Phil Foden.
0: Oh, yeah. If you're English, you're skipping from left to right every time he touches the ball. Every time. Because you're going to be thinking, sitting there thinking, oh, this kid at the Euros is absolutely going to destroy it. Put him next to Mason Greenwood and Marcus Rashford. Oh. Ooh. Talk dirty yeah. to me. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But also, you know, Dortmund, they did so much so well up until the 90th minute. To concede a goal like that in the 90th minute is already just... Oh, it just screams typical Dortmund from this season. You know, not finishing strong. Letting stupid, silly stuff like that through. I mean, if I'm being honest, Phil Foden's shot did not have much more pace than Ian Rubin's shot to win the Champions League final in 2013. And Marvin Hitz isn't making that save. I'm going to argue Dortmund with a... Solid goalkeeper in there, and I'm talking solid goalkeeper as in like a world class goalkeeper in there makes that save.
1: Would you think Roman Berkey makes that save?
0: Possibly, although Roman Berkey is a bit suspect. Also, I just I'm just saying that any of the high caliber goalkeepers like an Ederson, like a uh, Kaylor Navas, um, even Thibaut Courtois maybe, although mm, he might be a bit he might be a tad sus for that, but. You know any of the top goalkeepers, Jan Oblak as well, testin without a shadow of a doubt, they make that save.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It was a weird one because you look at that Dortmund team and you've got Math- Matthew Mori.
0: Yeah, and- who no one knows who that kid is. No and
1: Ansgar Kanalf or Nauf.
0: Yeah, Knauf is a youth product who has never... He made his Champions League debut, if I if I remember correctly, against City. So
1: I was going to say, surely you've got Thorgan Hazard on the bench, you've got Julian Brandt, even someone like Gio Reyna is a more established first-team player. Surely City away is not the game to be playing Ansgar Knauf.
0: No, but at the end of the day, you have to say that those players on the pitch or not they were neck and neck with city for much of the game it wasn't it wasn't a complete route we both no. thought you know we both thought city would smack dogman would tear them a new one like literally i i did not expect anything from that match and when i saw that you know city went up after 18 minutes i was like well that's gonna that's gonna be the start of the route but nothing happened you know i was Absolutely baffled by the fact that they then equalized. Like they keep, they kept City to one goal for over an hour. That's that's. There's something to be said for that.
1: I say it's not an easy thing to do. You look at the amount of teams that have done that, even like top six Premier League teams, Champions League teams over the last few seasons. It's very hard to stop them scoring at all. But predictions for the second leg. Can you see Dortmund holding out again and scoring twice?
0: Well, to be fair, Dortmund only have to score one goal and then defend like their life depends on it to make it through because they do have that one away goal, which is why I still say that tie is definitely open. Just because of the way this, the teams are stacked, I'd say there's an advantage 60-40 to City. But that is only because of the way the teams are built and you know the the recent form they've been in. But other than that, you know, Dortmund having a away goal. If they score one, they can sit back and defend and they don't have to take the game to City. So it's hard to say. I want to say it's, it might also be another tight match, but a 1-1 and let, have City go through.
1: Yeah, i I don't know. I think it's a weird one because as much as you'd like to think Dortmund could pull it off, History dictates it would be another city win, but then again, you look at Leon last season. Yeah, yeah, I know that was only a one-legged match, but
0: hey, stranger things have happened. I like it. it wouldn't at, at this point, it would be a tad surprising to see Dortmund win it, but I wouldn't be sitting there like that's the upset nor the shock of the century because, if anything, that first leg gave Dortmund fans a good amount of hope for the second one.
1: Yeah, especially after some of the matches they've had to sit through this season.
0: Oh yeah. Jesus.
1: Well, when that code, not been that able code. defend yeah. for shit.
0: Yeah, that code match I think. Uh, that one stands out in my mind. <laughs> Conceding the same set piece goal twice. Jesus. But should we move on to the other match? And I love your description of it. Vincinius Junior ran Trent Alexander-Arnold up and down that, that right-hand side. I mean, or left-hand, whatever. Whichever way you look at it. I mean, he poor kid didn't get a look in.
1: He ran him ragged until he came off. And then Rodrigo did similar. But... <laughs> I don't, know what's, I don't know what's going on with Alexander-Arnold at the moment. Because obviously, he was left out of that England team for the last international break because yeah, he's not yeah. had a good time of it. No. And other players have. I, if you look on history, he probably is England's best right-back.
0: Probably, yeah.
1: But currently, the likes of Rhys James and even Carl Walker are more consistent this season. I don't think that's something,
0: yeah. He was so good against Arsenal. Yeah, yeah.
1: So good against Arsenal. And then he was so bad against arguably the most beatable Real Madrid team for like the last decade.
0: Then again, all of Liverpool was so bad against the most beatable team, uh, Real Madrid team of the decade. I'm sorry, but there is, I'm definitely picking Liverpool to get kicked out at this point.
1: Yeah, I'm. And it's weird because they have such weird opinions of their players. Like I saw something: Nat Phillips is like, oh, he's a massive cult icon. How? He's only been around for like five minutes, and he's shite.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like he's utter garbage. And I'm talking to some Liverpool fans beforehand. It's like, oh no, he's all right. He has his moments. Two long balls over the top from Tony Kroos.
0: I mean, you have to say, though, those are two pings and a half. Like, Jesus.
1: Well, that's what Uh, happens when you uh, wash your own boots that you've had since, like, what, 2014?
0: He's still wearing the Adidas 11 Pros, and I love him for it. I mean, the guy is just – He's sitting there and he gets sponsored by Adidas. Adidas probably send him the new boots every season. At some point, you know, come 2018, they were probably like, just stop sending Tony Kroos boots. He's not going to wear them. There's no point. Why, why Why? are you even bothering? He just wants the same pair of 11 pros that he's worn since 2014. He just wants those. Just send him those. It's all good. Like, <laughs> well, his, his, his long balls say it all.
1: But that's the thing. Like n- no one in that Liverpool team played very well, and you look at the third goal for Madrid, Vinicius's second mm. goal. There, there, was a video it went up on Twitter, and it was like, "Oh, uh, why naldo was playing FIFA, but his controller is disconnected because he just stood on the edge of the box the entire move."
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It didn't go I mean, anywhere we'll 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 ignore the fact that Alison Becker had a had a share of it as well on that shot. I mean that is saveable. But there is just that is just a fact that is a savable shot.
1: Again, it comes down to the same thing with De Gea. I think you've been that consistent and that good for that long when you do eventually make a mistake it's that magnified and the fact is both for Liverpool as well.
0: Yeah, but I'd say it's also, I mean, it's not the first time Alisson's had a shocker of it this season. Like this season, I mean, it's characteristic of Liverpool season because every single Liverpool player has been out of it in comparison to their normal form. And I'd argue also David De Gea had a longer spell of being at the top of the goalkeeping list in the Premier League than Alisson did.
1: Yeah, he had a solid three, four years of it. Yeah. Like Allison, arguably one year.
0: Yeah, probably. But
1: I, mean, I do We'll ignore
0: that. I think. I think we'll ignore that. Jurgen Klopp had a little, had a few words to say to the referee about that one challenge on Sadio Mane. I mean, if you're going to peg the whole Liverpool performance and say that that's the reason why they lost, mm.
1: but that's mm. that's what it is. It's the same thing. Mourinho does where he'll pick up on one thing and blame that to take it off of his players if, if Jürgen Klopp comes out and goes oh well there was a foul by Lucas Vazquez on Sadio Mane in the lead up to their first goal but yeah Jürgen what about the other two no 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 no, no. there was a foul on Sadio Mane by Lucas Vazquez yeah. in the lead up to their yeah. first goal it's the same thing with the whole stadium spiel that he's trying to throw out like oh, well, we were playing in their 6,000-seater training stadium. If we'd been playing in a proper stadium, my players would have uh, been up for it more. Okay, we'll wait till next week when you play at Anfield, which, again, won't have any fans in it, and they'll get spanked 3-0 or 4-1 or something like that.
0: Yeah, I don't see Liverpool making anything of it. I mean, this is just going to be a season to forget for Liverpool, in all honesty. And... Um,
1: be lucky if they their injuries
0: play. oh yeah they, uh i think at this point they're they're close enough again to the top four that they might just scrape champions league but it'll definitely come down to like a last match day scrap for that but you know just in general this season injuries definitely have played a role but not to the extent that they can go to pieces the way they did especially at the beginning of 2021. So, I think, you know, just in general for Liverpool, they're just going to be happy once this season's over. And, you know, they're not going to get a title out of this season. Not a chance.
1: Well, that's the thing. You say injuries have played a part, but an injury to Jordan Henderson and an injury to Virgil van Dyke does not affect the, your fab three up front and their yeah. ability to score goals. Roberto Firmino is useless and oh, should, should not be at Liverpool.
0: No, And you you said it perfectly I can give you direct comparison And also a lovely segue Into our next match And that is PSG Had basically no starter In their backline Or in their midfield But they had their fab Fab three in the form of Mbappe, Neymar And um, Jesus how am I blanking on this one
1: Angel Di Maria
0: That's the one there we go um, and they still managed to score three goals. Granted, they conceded two, but they still managed to make something out of it. And I mean, this is in a match where PSG were literally using the Mourinho tactics at United, where, which was just sit back and defend and then play them, play them on the counter. They didn't start defending until, the, until Bayern reached their own, like all the Bayern players were out of their own half.
1: See, I, I don't know what happened because we talk about Allison and De Gea having, uh-huh. being on uh-huh. the top for so long. And then when they do make a mistake, it's magnified. If you want to blame the snow.
0: Oh, hell no. That's just a goalkeeping error. That first goal, that, that is definitely a mistake all day long by Noya. Obviously, a mistake does not define the keeper. And. Hansi Flick himself said Noya has saved so many or made so many unbelievable stops that, you know, that one mistake is not going to kill them. And arguably, that mistake shouldn't have been, that that mistake should nowhere near have been the, you know, the crux of the issue because the crux of that issue was a piss poor taking of chances. I'm just going to knock out the stats right now. 31 to 6 shots on goal. 12 to 5 shot, or it's no, 31 to 6 shots, 12 to 5 shots on target. Possession, 64 to 36%. Passes, almost triple the amount of passes that PSG made. And Bayern still did not manage to score more than two goals, especially when Koman had Diakpa's number the whole match and, and got so little capital out of that, uh, out of that blatant mismatch. I mean, Coleman was spinning the poor guy so often, but it so often became a run all the way to the touchline and then a corner. Also, 15 to 1 corners. Are you kidding me? And then it was so much crosses. Granted, both of Bayern's goals came from crosses but it was such a poor taking of chances. And that was the reason Bayern lost. Bayern easily could have won that match yesterday, six or seven, three, if they took half the chances they had.
1: That's the thing, though. Stat padding doesn't really interest me that, like, it doesn't interest me at all. Because the only, it sounds, this is cliche and partridge as hell, but the only stat that matters in football is the goals. And the third goal for PSG by arguably at that point, probably should have tried to keep it level instead of going for oh, a third yeah. because you throw everyone forward and then you leave that man that much room.
0: <laughs> oh, I mean, also I'm not even going to make a, uh, I don't really want to make that much of a judgment on the center backs in that situation because the way Mbappe waits until Boateng has to make that one step to cover the far post and then waits until that infinitesimal time frame where he can put it through Boateng's legs at the near post and catch Noah completely on the wrong foot, that is just unbelievable world-class.
1: It's uh, That's quite interesting, though, especially because what happened... What was it a day before two days before where it came out about Jerome Boateng oh yeah um do you want to talk about that
0: this is going to get me a tad sidetracked away from Champions League action for a second because the Bayern sporting director came out and said that they would definitely not be offering Boateng a new contract his contract running out at the end of the season and This guy touches a nerve with me on most days because I think that, first of all, his transfer, like if you take his transfers, the wins and the losses column, he has way more losses than wins in that whole thing. The only solid transfers he's made are arguably Sané and Alphonso Davies, and the rest have just either been subpar, not at all fit for Bayern, thinking of Bonassar and Douglas Costa. The guy, and the guy is just a, an unbelievably incompetent sporting director. And now with all the, with all this tumult coming out of the Bayern camp, where apparently Hansi Flick and Hassan Zalihamadzic have been at each other's throats because Flick isn't happy with the players or with the management from Zali Zalihamadzic, which he has every right to be because he is the manager and he has to deal with what, you know happens on the pitch and he's has direct influence over that and now the buy on board are backing zali hamachic over the most successful manager that has ever been at that club and it is unfathomable as to why because he's not a great sporting director and in my eyes the sporting director can be as good as he likes if a manager wins six titles in his first season at the club, you make damn sure that that guy has an era like Fer- Sir Alex Ferguson at United and not that he leaves after one and a half seasons because that is, it is unbelievable. It is an absolute joke. And Zali Hamicic is not fit to lick Hansi Flick's boots.
1: Well, it's important to remember that it's a safe space here. We don't judge and... We like to let people vent and get things off their chest. But if you do lose Hansi Flick, if he does take the German job, I do hear Frank Lampard is looking for a, a new manager's position.
0: Oh, get that. Frank Lampard doesn't even, he shouldn't even be named in the same sentence as Hansi Flick. That guy's got zero management capability. I mean, it's pretty freaking clear from his last job. Before that he has we talk, zero clue.
1: Before we talk, Frank Lampard's old club. Do you think Bayern can turn it around?
0: I'd say the chances are right now 60-40 to PSG, not just because they have three away goals, but also because Bayern had to sub off Niklas Zule and Leon Goretzka in the first half due to muscular issues. And that's never a good sign. And the squad is getting thinner and thinner. You know, with uh, obviously I still think Bayern have an unbelievable team, even without Robert Lewandowski. And I'd argue with Lewandowski, they would have finished PSG off yesterday by a mile because he converts half those chances and the game's over. But I still think Bayern have the stuff to do it, but it's going to be no easy task next week in Paris. And, you know, we have to keep in mind, Bayern have to score at least, or have to win by at least two goals.
1: Is there any possibility of Lewandowski being back, or is that a definite
0: no? no? That is a definite no. <laughs> there's, there's not a... Yeah, exactly. Exactly. To be fair, though, you give Moting so much stick, and this guy has scored three Champions League goals for Bayern in six matches. That's not a bad haul for a uh, backup striker.
1: No, I, 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 I get that, but I give him stick. Because I saw him score five goals in 31 games for Stoke and they got relegated, two of them against United the day I moved back to uni for second year. But I'm not bitter, I don't hold grudges (laughs) and I'm happy he's doing well. (laughs) I do want to know who his agent is though because that is obscene that he got relegated with Stoke after scoring five goals and then went to PSG. They played Leipzig in the semi-finals last Champions League. I was watching that, and I said, imagine if he comes on and scores. Who came on? Who scored? I was like, oh, just I cannot be dealing with it. It baffles me how he was so bad for Stoke, but yet somehow manages to...
0: Like, hey, what? services... Does he get services, paid like a
1: pound a week or something?
0: Uh, he's on 3.5 mil at, at Bayern, so he's pro- he's got one of the lowest salaries of any of the players there. Only Bonassar gets paid less than him.
1: I mean... Might as well play me at right back, but that's a discussion <laughs> for another day.
0: I was about to say just just quickly before we move on, because we're speaking of service. As much as it was diabolical defending from Bayern, for Neymar to pick out that one pass to Marquinhos for PSG's second goal, that's that's almost as good as Tony Costa's uh, ball to Vinicius Junior. I mean, Jesus. To just have the eye for that. I mean, um, granted, that's probably the only good thing Neymar did that whole game. And he got the crap kicked out of him by Boateng and Alaba. And I I love it. Not vindictive or anything. Um, But yeah, that ping. Credit where it's due.
1: It was so good because everyone come out. (laughs) And he just stayed. He timed it so well. Marquinhos as well. For a defender to have that. Oh, yeah. Nouse about him. Good finish as well.
0: Oh, yeah. And I mean, Schweinsteiger posted it on Twitter and said 99 out of 100 players in Neymar's position pass it all the way back to the goalkeeper.
1: Yeah. He's
0: well, got talent. He's got talent. I wouldn't deny it, but I, I he just Really, he's the dies. most
1: expensive player in the world. has got talent.
0: Yeah, but he just dives like there's no tomorrow. And every time he gets like a solid, like he, Kimmich came in, came in after 20 minutes and just body checks the crap out of him. And it's just like, it's just one of those things where, you know, the opposing team is letting that guy know, like, you're in for a rough night, my friend. And he kept getting hit as well.
1: Well, shall we finish up with Chelsea?
0: Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: not really much to say.
0: It was, it was as everyone predicted. Great goal from Mason Mount. First time two English players have scored for Chelsea in the Champions League since 2012.
1: Also, I find it baffling. Like In my mind, he's already scored in the Champions League. But that was his first Champions League goal yesterday.
0: That's actually really unreal. That's, that's unreal. Yeah, I, Especially I, given... Mason Mount's probably England's best central midfielder at this point.
1: I thought it was a joke on Twitter. I really did. Like, oh, and that's Mason Mount's first Champions League goal. It's like, surely not. Nah. I mean, the spin alone, the goalkeeper oh, didn't it, just it let it in.
0: I was about to say, the goalkeeper should have just said, the spin alone, the goalkeeper should have just gone, ah, eh, you know what, guys, at this point, he's, he's making this either way. Like,
1: <laughs> and, and then, if that wasn't good enough already, Ben Chilwell... Does something arguably better because he's a left back.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah. I saw Chelsea fans comparing it to Ramirez or no Fernando, Fernando Torres, Torres rounding yeah, yeah rounding Victor Valdes in 2012. They photoshopped that the 2012 away kit onto Ben Chilwell as well, and I was like, Oof. you know, if I was a Chelsea fan, I'd probably be doing the same.
1: <laughs> God bless them; they've got too much time on their hands.
0: Mm.
1: I, great goal though. I mean. It's a tie that I'll be honest, I have I didn't bother paying any attention to it because you just know what's gonna happen. But then again, I, I said say, that yeah. about Porto uv So <laughs>
0: <laughs> Yeah, okay, but we, we also said at the end of the time at the end of the last European edition, if Porto could really do that twice in a row, I highly doubt. Because, you know, you have that miracle once. You don't usually have that miracle twice in a season.
1: No, I think they used up their good game against uh, against Juve in the second leg.
0: Same with Barcelona the year they had that uh, that unbelievable comeback against PSG. Like mm, great yeah. comeback, but you used up all your all your luck and all your footballing, like all your combination of footballing skill and luck in that one match. After that, it's just not going to happen again, is it?
1: So. Predictions going the way that we believe them to go. It'll be Man City, PSG, and Chelsea, Real Madrid in the semi.
0: Yeah, I would not count out Bayern. That um, what's the word? I would. I
1: wouldn't count them out so easily.
0: Yeah. Okay. That, that that's right. Yeah. I wouldn't but, count them out easily, but, you know, yeah, it's a 60-40 PSG. So if we're going by percentages, definitely City versus PSG. Although Manchester City also, I'd, I'd argue Manchester City versus versus Dortmund is almost as close as Bayern uh, PSG.
1: Yeah, I I don't know. It's a, it's a similar situation for both Dortmund and Bayern, to be honest, because they're more than capable of scoring against those teams, but it's stopping them scoring, which is going to be the issue.
0: I was about to say, because Bayern are just so open at the back. Like, Bayern under Hansi Flick have not, not scored.
1: But you've also been very wide at the back.
0: Yeah. Oh, put, it, put it this way. Bayern, Bayern under Hansi Flick, the last time they didn't score a goal was February 9th, 2020. Jesus. They've literally scored. So basically, it is a given that they will score in every match. Whether they concede or not, that is the question. So,
1: well, there we go. Well, I think that's just about all the time we have for this week's European edition.
0: Definitely. But, you know, we'll be back already next week. And I love it because it's just one week after the other. Quick action, quick action. But of course, as always, don't forget to like, share and subscribe to AT Sports on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And also head out, head over to Google Podcasts, Spotify or our RSS feed um, and check out the 50 plus one podcast football podcast on there and all of our latest episodes, previous episodes. Always good fun. But
1: thank you very much for listening, guys.
0: Keep calm. Love a beautiful game.